Yo, it's Death of the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again, you dig? Hey, man, we got a special guest online, man. You know what I'm saying? We definitely appreciate this blessing. Hey, shout out Brazy K, man, at Rome Kind East Podcast, you dig? Hey, Puma, right. can you introduce that, yourself, yeah. man? Let you them know, know where I'm, they can follow you at, brother. Yeah, you know. I'm, <laughs> Just in case uh, they don't know. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's super awesome friend, Puma, you know saying? From VH1's Black Ink crew. May have also seen me on WeTV's Marriage Boot Camp or MTV's Ridiculousness. I've been outside, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, getting them you checks, know, right? Awesome <laughs> my man's getting them checks. You know what I mean? Staying alive. <laughs> I'm trying to get staying like you, alive. my Staying alive. You feel me? Put in the good ah, word man. for me. We, we all gonna get there. <laughs> I got you, my brother. You doing it all right already, man. Hey, look, man, let's get right to already. it, though, man. We're going to, um, you know, take them a little bit back, man. Let's go to, like, I don't know if they heard it before. I haven't, but, like, um, take me to, like, your history, man. Like, when you was, like, 12, 13, 14, like, you was ball playing or, uh, like, who was pulling? Hey. What you was doing? Well, it's funny. I was friends with my good friend, Brazy, back then, you know what I mean, because <laughs> he was – he was living in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Bronx kid, live like in the gutter like every other Bronx kid, you know what I'm saying? Um, got caught boosting, stealing, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever what? you had to do to make it happen, you know what I'm saying, we used to do. And uh, one day I got, I went into a tattoo shop. I was bored, you know what I'm saying? And I found the vibe cool. I thought it was this cool place. It was in the Bronx, you know what I mean? It was just cool to me. And um, I, I took a liking to that. It was that in music. I was really into like music producing. I wanted to make beats. And uh, I just was around that. You know what I'm saying? You, when you're in the Bronx and you really got too much to do, finding some shit to do, you, you want to get into it. You know what I mean? Especially compared to what everybody else was doing back then. I would have probably been dead or in jail. You know what I'm saying? Which I was definitely got locked up before, but. It could have been worse if I would have just kept going in one direction, you know? Yeah, so, like, how was it, like, uh, you know, did you just go to school? Like, with like you know, I understand, like, you said Brazy K and uh, mm -hmm. Salute Brazy K, man. Uh, yeah. Like I said, at the wrong kind East podcast, you feel me? But, um, like, when it comes to Puma, though, like, did you have, like, was it any gang influence? Like, like Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, I'm from the Bronx and, like, uh, when you're in the Bronx, it's different because, you know, I know on the West Coast, you guys got, like, Mexicans, right? Like, every over right. there. Over here on this side, we got Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. So when you're living in the Bronx, you're living with nothing but Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and Blacks. And we're all together. There's no getting around it. So, you know what I mean? You got the Bloods. You know what I mean? You got the Crips. Then you got what they call the Yentas and mm. uh, this and that. Like, it was just so much. How did and you navigate? Like, How did you navigate? I was funny and cool. Mm. I was just, I was everybody's super awesome friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't choose, I didn't choose sides, but at the same time, everybody knew like, oh, now nah, Puma's cool. Like, he smoke weed, he fuck with the girls. Right. You be in that tattoo shop. You Like, if you want to get tattooed, yo, go fuck with Puma. He can line it up. Especially because we were young. So I used to get us 16 years old. I was helping kids get tattoos. You know what I'm saying? So, and like, I never really, I didn't get into that. I was into it, but I wasn't into it, if it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I was just my own individual. So I just, like, chilled with everybody. 
No, for sure. No, I, got you, I got you. So, like, now, you you know what I'm saying? You, like, 18, 19 years old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What's going on now? Like, um, who are you? Then, by then, 18, 19, I'm going to say I'm just trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's around the time when, you know, you're done with high school and you got to figure it out. And I wasn't really... I wasn't into school. I'm not one of everybody who like meets me thinks I'm like some super educated. Oh my God, you must have went to college. No, I never was into school. Like I tried to do the school thing. It wasn't for me. So I just was working. You know what I'm saying? I worked in music stores. I worked in a Virgin Mega store because I wanted to make beats. Like right. my, my mission was to make hip hop. Like I loved hip hop so much. So I just wanted to make beats and be like Swizz and Pharrell, you know, like. So I used to work in music stores and sell music and talk about music all day and smoke weed and talk about music. <laughs> and I would steal CDs from these stores and bring them back to the hood and give them to all my friends and shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dope. Dope. So that's and, when you started the love on uh, cannabis, right? Yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You realize <laughs> like the, the, the level of the stress reliever, the, the chilling of people, how it brought people together. That's when I think the first real thought about weed was to me, like the amount of different random people I would meet, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, then no. also, and then, you know, also being Bronx kid, you realize weed and what it can do, you know, you, you started making your little moves in the, in the game, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Start moving around, you know what I'm saying? And you got to, it, it worked. Because like everybody else, they wanted to stay in the Bronx, and I used to go downtown, and I was never afraid to go talk to people. So I would talk to everybody, you know what I'm saying? And I met a lot of random ass folks like that, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what really started creating the personality. How did you uh, meet Caesar from uh, you know, Black Ink, the show? You know, uh, uh, me, me and Caesar knew each other around 1819. Mm -hmm. Me, Caesar, uh, oh shit. We all knew each other because of uh, being in the Bronx and boosting weed selling graffiti tattoos. You know what I mean? Like uh, back then, C's used to be like, like a booster. So, you know what I mean? He used to hang out with this booster crew <laughs> and they used, to, they used to pull up to the tattoo shop. And like I knew his man, and that's how we all like linked up. And that's the same thing with old shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They used to be part of booster teams you know what i'm saying back then booster teams they used to come to the tattoo shop get low yeah like low life like low life you know that's how you end up meeting people the low life low life yes that was yeah the low life that's around the north face time like if you see how like if you act brazy k like some of his pictures from back in the day everybody was like north face down you know what i'm saying like like still wild north face shit back then too so it was like that that time i knew some low lights though i definitely know some of them because they used to pull up, too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people used to come to the Bronx and, like, you know, try to get the culture. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, you know, Bronx is yeah. definitely the home of hip-hop. Like, was it, like, um, yeah. you know, doing, like, even, you know, I'm I'm 33. Um, How old are you? Yeah. I'm 38. Okay. Oh, damn, brother. You look good, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? No yeah. cap, brother. Like, peace and blessings. With that shea butter and shit like that. Water what yeah now nah, water and weed my brother water and water weed. and weed <laughs> yes uh, i'll be on the same weed, diet you feel me <laughs> water, water i like weed, the same diet. like legit like my 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 wife bugs out for me because i legit wake up in the morning and i drink tea 
and I like right. smoke weed. And I'm like, she's like, you really do that shit. And that's like my thing. You know what I'm saying? It, I don't know. Keeps me looking young. So how did you like how did you start? Like you said, like 18, 19, you getting into like introducing people to tattoos and things of that nature, yeah. right? So like yeah. um, well, like what well, well, you were saying earlier, how the Bronx and hip hop. So yeah, I think around this time is when I don't I was so young, but I think my brain and how it worked. I started realizing the combination of hip hop and tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize when that actually collided. That there was a moment in time when that actually collided. Hip hop and tattoos. They had a combination. You know what well, area you credited? That's when people used to I'm gonna give it to the well personally, me being from New York, I'm gonna start it with Puffy, low key Puffy and Mace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the whole Harlem world tattoos and all that. That was something that a lot of people in New York were getting. But you got to shout out to like Iverson and Rodman. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like all that. It started coming together. Like I can give you a great, a great concept. The Eve pause. Remember like when Eve had them pause and remember when yeah. the girls seen that and then the impact that that had on women. That like era. how many women we're getting yeah. like, you know, you see older women now, that era. There's older women now with that tattoo. The Keisha from Total, when she yeah. had the Paul So it's like, like 90, like, like 98. I mean, women were coming again. 98, 2001. Yeah, like, around that time, I was, yeah, yeah. I was in, I was in the industry around that time. So like seeing that, I actually watched that happen. And when you seen that happen, that's where the thought process of the Black Ink came into play. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a group of people, Caesar, a group of other people, all the black artists. We all knew each other. He's like, let's open up a shop in Harlem, like black tattoos, cater to black people. You know what I mean? And it's really dope for where that went. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who was coming there, like we had the ASAP kids when they were kids. Mm-hmm. They were coming to get tattooed there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like watching it all happen, watching what Harlem became from that. You know what I'm saying? Watching. Just everything. Like, that's my thing. A lot of people credit me for whatever, but I love, I'm a watcher. I love seeing somebody be this and they become that. Mm-hmm. That shit is dope as fuck to me, bro. I like, it's like amazing. Like, cause I know some people from the bottom. I went to high school with a kid named Buddha the Future. Mm. Buddha the Future is maybe one of the biggest hip hop producers out right now. Right. Produced for everybody. And me and this kid went to high school together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with Brazy. You know what I'm saying? And it that's 183rd history, like, right? 183rd. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, bro. And it like shit like that. It's it's surreal. Cause if you were from around there, it's you know what I mean? Some people didn't make it out. A lot of people ain't make it out. So if you achieve that goal and were able to become something, it's fucking amazing, bro. It's it's simply amazing. No, for sure. For sure. So like um let me let me go into like uh so that now you know what I'm saying you you into this culture you know what I'm saying a lot of this culture behind you at this point because it's it's mm-hmm. in you right so like again how do you still navigate yeah, now Jimmy. you you know what I'm saying you going into your twenties you know what I'm saying like you like twenty five like what's going on like you still like is yeah. you know you doing uh, like the shop thing or what I think I think. I'm doing all right. So we're doing the shop thing, and then I got into I, the culture still in me. Excuse me, my fault. I gotta make sure I charge my phone up. Don't want this to die. 
Um, light might get a little dark. Hold on one second. So the thing about that is like the culture is behind me around this time now. Mm-hmm. So not only am I doing the shop thing, I'm hosting underground hip hop shows. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm going downtown in lower Manhattan. I'm taking kids from uptown and I'm bringing them downtown with me. We're going to go to these events and we're going to go to these corporate parties and we're going right. to network. We're going to mingle with these people. And I remember when we used to do it, people used to be like, yo, these kids are crazy. Like, because we used to be in parties that we have no clue being in. How the fuck did you guys get in here? We used to sneak in. But you'd be surprised at who's in these parties and you start talking to these people and they're looking at you all with your hair, how you talk and your style. Next thing you know, you're in these people's office. Mm-hmm. And you're pitching them ideas, you know what I mean? So now I'm I'm getting into corporate America, but I'm being myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of people, it, it's, I think it was the concept of being a hustler from the Bronx that took the fear factor of talking to people out of it. So when you go into these offices and you're like pitching these ideas, some people yeah. be so scared. That's a big, that's they're a like, big oh my name. God, and they're going to shoot me down. But me, I, Bro, I, I had my life on the line at one point, and you know what I'm saying? Putting my life on the line in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So if I can do that, I can walk into some fucking office and tell somebody, hey, X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think that people have to really take that fear factor out of their brain. You know what I mean? I, I think that once you take that out, sky's the limit. I feel like people can do anything. It's fear. Fear is like one of the biggest holdbacks for people. No, for sure, for sure. So, like, um, you yeah. got that fit, you know, you know, you got that fit. So now you in the corporate world. Like, um, when is it when you know what I'm saying, you know, they approach you because it's been years that y'all been on TV. So now you going into what like your well, third? They, they, I'm, I'm gonna say they, they approached us the first time in the 25 time. They came around and somebody tried to pitch it to like another network, mm. and it didn't really work out. It was different people. Same concept, but different people were working there at the time. It just, that wasn't it. Then somebody else came, I'm going to say maybe about three, four years later. So I'm going to say I'm probably 27, 28. Mm-hmm. And they came around. And, you know, you, you're listening, but you're still conducting your day-to-day. You know what I'm saying? Then we got called into it. Like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And it ended up working. You know what I'm saying? And, like, at first, we didn't believe it. Like, I'll be honest. We thought we were going to get canceled in the first season. <laughs> Y'all actually no thought If you guys any one of us, like the, the first, bro, when you're going into these offices and you're seeing Jenny McCarthy has her own talk show before you and you're looking at the mob wives and loving hip hop. And it is like you're a group of niggas from the Bronx and Harlem. Okay, like you know what I'm saying? You're like, all right, whatever. They're probably gonna see us smoking weed and cursing and they're gonna kick us off. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's gonna watch us on TV? Right. And now we're eight seasons in and you're like, holy shit, that shit actually worked. You know what I mean? Like people actually dig the show. Yeah, that shit is damn eight seasons in. So it's like so yeah. you know, when you go on this show, like you know, you and CZ, y'all have a great relationship. Everyone has a great relationship. Is it like some um like is it behind the scenes like when it comes to like people you know like being being a star 
Uh, it's it's a you know what it is. I, I I'm gonna be so honest. As I'm older now, and I really think about it, mm-hmm. it's like the stress of doing it. Like I don't think that people really understand the concept of the stress of actually doing a TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like right. to actually have to have these cameras in your face, getting up, dealing with that. When you get out, you have people running up on you, wanting to take pictures, and dealing with all that. A lot of times, and especially like we didn't know, we didn't know how to do this. You don't have nobody, nobody teaches you how to be famous. There's no yeah. famous school. Right. You know what I'm saying? True. There's no school. There's no school for fame. So when you're like looking at all this shit, it's all coming at you so fast. You're getting money that you didn't, you're not used to. You're getting legal money you're not used to. You know what I'm saying? Life is working out differently. Sometimes your own ego gets in the way, your own pride, your own. It's about me, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, I can take a total blame sometimes. Like as much as everybody's like, oh, was it Caesar, was it you? I, I, I'm i to the point in my age now, my life and how I think that it was more my fault probably than anybody's. I, I probably should have known better. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. So, like, you know, y'all end up um getting that relationship back. And um now, you know, like you said, what season you guys on again? Eight. Eight. So now you, you well, get well, that relationship. We're going, we're going into the ninth now. Okay, so you're going into the ninth. Okay, got you, got you. So, like, um, what's going on on the season now? Is it on uh, airwaves? Well, they're airing Chicago coming up. And right. then we're, we're in the Rona, you know what I'm saying? Um, we've been doing stuff from home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I will hopefully everybody gets to see that, you know what I mean? Just dealing with Rona, dealing with what we have to go through as having shops that are not yeah. open you know what i'm saying um being a being a teacher at home you got kids yourself my brother you got kids yes sir yes sir four no kids kids four. you got kids all right so three. four so you you've been teaching at home too then right you know what i'm saying like so it's like all that you know what i mean it's you know the life so trying to see if they show that if they do if they don't but we got to just wait for all this rona stuff to end so, like, how was the effects? Like, you talk about, um, you know, the Rona, but, like, how was the effect? Because it really hit New York, and that's our home base, you know what I mean? So, like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, right. it, 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 was a, it was a major, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad that my, you know, our shop survived. But, you know, now it's we're reopening, you know what I mean? I, I hope you guys are ready on the West Coast because you guys are next, you know what I'm saying? Y'all about to deal with what we dealt with. They about to have y'all have y'all on lockdown soon, man, because right. it's getting bad, you know what I'm saying? So, just, like, it's, the main thing is about safety, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just had a group of people in my shop recently, and I was nervous in the motherfucker, I ain't gonna hold you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in some horrible situations, and I've never been so nervous in my life, you know what I mean? Because you just don't know. That shit is a silent, a silent killer, you know what I mean? It's like somebody running around with an invisible fucking AR-15, yeah, and they can shoot up the whole fucking. <laughs> they can shoot up the whole spot. So you know, no, you try to be safe. Yeah, you're 100 right, and it's like yeah. we definitely need to um learn from what y'all had going on over there. Like right now, yeah, oh, so you know that heat. They say it may be killing a little bit of it, but you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, y'all rates, y'all. They keep saying y'all rates are going up, and it's like what it is is that all the hot spots. So everywhere where it was hot, where there were pools that that's where everybody went to. So now, you know, it's hot. 
not everybody's disappeared from them and they left y'all with the, the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They actually in the comments. Up. They in the comments. They say, right, do you have any uh West Indy? Uh, you didn't know it's so fucked up. I have never met my pops. Mm. Ain't that a bitch? Deep. <laughs> Deep. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, I know. So, what you mean. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Know what you mean? Yeah. Know what you mean? Real shit. You know, like I said, from the bottom. You know what I mean? I'm like everybody else. They ain't nothing special about me, man. So, like, um, you know, like, even like, before I even go where I was about to go. Like you just said, yeah. with the father, you know, um, you know, who was your type of like when you growing up, no father around and you say he's completely absent, correct? Yeah. yeah. So like, who was your influence? Like you got OGs around or. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, me personally, like I had one of my closest friends, his father, his father was like, maybe like, you know, the dad to you want to be like, you know what I'm saying? He had that house and upstate in a nice suburban area you know what i mean would take the kids fishing like he used to take us fishing bro like he was that black dad like the super great black dad that's who he was bro so like he was like the first person that i really really was my influence and then i had an uncle who really was like good you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know what i'm saying like you it's it's like you have male figures in your life that you see and you take a piece of it. And then, like I said, I'm from the Bronx, bro. So going around, you had every OG, every pimp, this person, that person. You know what I mean? You take a little bit of everything. And I think that's what some people fail to, like, do is take a little bit of everything. Like, learn from each part and then go from there. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to be like one person. Create your own. Take a little bit of ingredients from everything that you like. No, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. Yeah. And um, you know, like, so what's going on now? You know, what I'm saying, moving forward, like, you know, um, uh, with the injustice when it comes to the black people, right? You yes. Know, black, you black, and um, you know, just your point of view, like, how do you feel about the um Black Lives Matter movement? I mean, shit, I'm black and my life matters, so as that's always a statement. Mm-hmm. My main thing, my main shit is just for people to be aware of uh, who they're listening to, mm. you know what I'm saying, and um, who they're following. You know what I mean? It's a lot of uh, false prophets, a lot of people uh, with fake accounts, a lot of uh, conspiracy theories, and a lot of people need to just be aware of what they're actually listening to and get actual facts, you know what I'm saying? And, but um, yeah, man, they needed to fund the police. And I mean, like, defunding the police basically means taking them. All right, I'll put it like this. I don't know if they had it on the West Coast, but I know it definitely was a thing on the East Coast. Remember the PAL? Did y'all have the PAL out there on the West Coast? I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, know. All right, so the PAL was like, it was like a police basketball league, basically. It was mm. like a place for kids to play basketball. And it had a whole league, a tournament, a whole thing. I remember this as a kid in New York. The PAL was a thing. Yeah. See, I'm from exactly. Chicago, and Chicago, we definitely we didn't have nothing like that though in Chicago. But see that that case in point. But yet yeah. the police have millions and billions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's taking some of that money and actually building projects that people can do and relate to. You know what I mean? And having social workers help people who are mentally ill. Like 
having cops with guns go deal with a mentally ill person is not the smartest thing in the planet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Some people, and I think that's where a lot of things happen at. You know what I'm saying? And um, you think yeah, classification man. though is it like? So let me, because that just came something came to my mind when you said that is like, like, like a lot of times they had it on the file like classification. When you know, what I'm saying on certain individuals, if they especially if they live inside that neighborhood, it's probably an ongoing issue with them, right? So, is it like some people don't have the classification though? They might just they might be have mental illness and they don't well they haven't addressed it rather. You feel me? Because how like do you the thing is, too, I, I I mean the thing about this, I it's, I I could get really deep with it, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, there's a lot of people going through mental illness right now as we speak because you just had a pandemic where people were trapped in their houses for months. Some people were alone. There were some people who had lived alone. They finally got their own apartment and they've been alone for months. And then all of a sudden, they're just trapped. Can't do nothing, can't do nothing. Some of them have lost their mind. Now, if they're having a moment, do you send somebody with a gun who doesn't really know that person understand they're having a moment? A lot of situations, like you can, I've seen a, there was a girl in New York who you can see she had a child. She didn't have a mask on. She looked angry. And it, they had cops grab her up and wrestle her. And I'm like, you can, I, me personally, I'm not no cop or nothing. I clearly see that that girl probably just left her baby father. Looks like she's having a hard time. Looks like she's having one of those days. Maybe ask her if she's okay. Talk to her rather than automatically where's your ID? Like it's the human aspect of policing has been lost. You know what I mean? And I believe that there was a moment in time where that was something. There was a human aspect of it. But I, I don't know. I, they always say 9-11 is when it changed. But I don't know. I'm from New York during the stop and frisk. So I, it was always like that for us. It's just going back to COVID, you know, so not to rewind, but like, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on, you know, with the mask and six feet distance. Is that going uh, further, you know, what you just said? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's safety. Like bro, with interactions like, with people. And yeah, that, that 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 also goes with it, though, because there's some people who, you know, there's some people who is not used to that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I give you the perfect example of a person, right? This is going to really blow your mind. A stripper. A stripper has been dealing with human interactions for years. There could right. be somebody who's been stripping for five years, right? Mm -hmm. Her last five years have been nothing but human interactions. Y'all stopped that for three months straight. Yeah. Right. It's a. It's. It's a different. Yeah. If people don't think about that, it's something that most people be like, what are you talking about? But it's like, no, you don't get it. That person has been dealing with a human interaction for five years straight and they just stopped. And now they just, all they have is this phone right here and they're trying to get interaction. And it's like, yo, man, that shit's going to affect people. It's, this shit is going to be, it's going to have a lasting effect more than Corona. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This gonna, and that's, that's gonna what I'm thinking. Effect. I'm thinking the yeah, same thing. A, Thinking this is gonna have thing. a lasting effect. Yeah, this is gonna have a lasting effect, like on everybody, the people's kids, everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gonna, it's, it's the inevitable. No, for sure. So, like, um, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. When it, so like when it comes down to, um, you know, you seen the uh, Candace Owens, the Candace Owens and uh, Ti debate on Revolt. 
I, I didn't watch it because I can really like any two people I really don't want to. Yeah. I I could care less for what she said. Ti kind of threw himself off. Like you went on and said that Atlanta is Wakanda, right? It's <laughs> safe in Atlanta. You gotta right. protect Atlanta because this is the place for everybody to come, right? Right after he said that, you see college kids get tased, thrown out their car. Rashad Brooks gets shot in his back. No, for sure. Yeah, and like you, he got yeah. and he got real and he got real quiet after that. Didn't yeah, because it was definitely um you call that shit what you call you called it Wakanda. That was you legit called it and he disappeared once that Rashad Brooks shit. Yeah, he said his little thing online, but you wasn't doing no more speeches because people wasn't feeling it. Like, yo, bro, that's not I don't think people really understand what's going on. Especially like celebrities. Like I'm not a celebrity, I'm just a person that's been on TV. I still deal with police. I'm not in a gated community where Oh my God, you're not going to see Puma. No, I'm still outside. I deal with police interactions. And I think a lot of these people, like everybody be like mad at Little Wayne. I get back, Little Wayne is the perfect example. Little Wayne. People get mad at him because he doesn't get what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? You've heard interviews with Little Wayne. Yeah, he doesn't understand. I don't know nothing about Black Lives Matter. Little Wayne's own word. You got to think that Little Wayne has been famous since he was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Has Lil Wayne been out in the streets dealing with police interactions? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's not dealing with real life situations. You know what I'm saying? He's in his bubble. And a lot of these celebrities, when people be thinking that they know what they're feeling, why are y'all not talking about how we feel? They don't know because they're in a bubble. They, their bubble is, is insulated. They don't have to worry about shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. I'm still outside. I'm in Harlem with my business. I got to be out there with the people. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows right now, Puma's outside. He, he deals with it. Because I can be anybody. I can. I got trades. I'm walking around. They don't know me as the guy on TV. I'm just the black guy with trades. Hey, did you see the, um, just thinking about that, just walking around and, you know, um, I seen what was it the um man the guy who be impersonating uh, from Saturday Night Live who be impersonating uh Fifty Cent and everybody Jay Farrow yeah Jay, Jay Farrow. yeah yeah Jay Farrow Jay Farrow like Farrow my bad my he, boy he gave a good he yeah he gave a good example you know what I'm saying and it's so crazy that they actually had the footage that's what's yo that means he definitely probably sued the shit out of somebody mm-hmm. for him to have that footage he that, sued the shit out of somebody. Yeah, he has the type of backing recently, like you, yeah, you know, but like, like you growing up, he has that type of backing. He was on SNL. Let me ask you something though like, when it comes to him though, he said, like, with that, yeah, I mean, we about it. He said that that was his first time that ever happened to him in his life, you know what I'm saying? That's what he said on the video, yeah. So, like, that's what's like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have it happened to you? Yeah, similar incidents, you know what I mean. Bro, like I, I can tell you my first time. I was 15 and I was walking from Davidson and 184th to River Park Towers. Anybody from the Bronx, they would laugh about that because they know exactly what I'm talking about. And as I'm walking down a block, big flashlight on me, guys come jump out of an impala, throw me on the wall, grab me all up. And that was my first time. Far from many. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I grew up in the Bronx, bro. Like, the Bronx is maybe one of the worst of the worst. Have you ever heard of Khalif Browder? You heard that story, Khalif Browder, the kid that uh, committed suicide. No, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. incarcerated. Oh, yeah? He's from the Bronx. Hmm. Uh, it's a great, a great documentary. Great documentary. Look it, look it up. Jay Z produced it. It's called Khalif Browder. Oh, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I seen the like the you know. Yeah, he uh, they, it was a, it was a, it was a wrong arrest and everything, and they put him through the system, and they never even charged him. They just kept him, and once he finally got out, he had a mental break, killed himself. You know wow. what I'm saying, and that's like. That's just a part of the Bronx living, you know what I'm saying? Like, to this day, right? I give you on TV, Puma, famous Puma now. The cops come to my shop and, you know, I have a little situation, so they kick everybody out. The people start screaming, fuck the police. Mm. They actually see my ID. I have warrants, and they say, oh, you got warrants in the Bronx. And I'm looking at these people like they're <laughs> fucking bad shit crazy. I'm like, I don't think I would be on television. And like I think like these people who did a background check on me if I had right. warrants. Right. But that's what the Bronx is. They they always say the Bronx will always bring you back. I was in Manhattan and they go brought me to the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? It's I've been arrested many times, many, many times. You know what I mean? I've had cops take money from me. Um I've been I've been in Rankers Island. <laughs> I've been arrested a few times, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I truly understand, you know what I mean? No, for sure. So you say you've been to Rikers Island before times. I go to the like, next, I, I can't next even, I, yeah. What was it? Like, what was that experience on yeah, Rikers been there. Island? Been there, done that. Like, what's the name said? Like, you uh, know, ASAP right. Rocky and them, they said they met somebody like famous. You, you, when you go to Rikers Island, you meet somebody famous, man? Nah, I didn't meet nobody famous, but I'm going to tell you what the thing about Rikers that I, I what I took from it. It's a mental, like, I'm all about the mental, like, I, I think about everything. So the thing about Rikers, Rikers is right next to our airport. Right next to our airport. So all you hear all day, all night, is planes uh, flying over. Ain't that a mental break? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the first night, I was like, that's weird. And then when you kept hearing it, and hearing it, I'm like, oh, that's All night long. Oh, every day, all day. You're hearing this flights. Crazy. Yeah. That's Crazy. that's the type of stuff that it's like they want to rehabilitate, but then they put yeah. you in positions where you're gonna break. And even yeah, some people that. even don't have mental illness, but then they they become subject to it. They become, you know. And that's when the, the Khalif Browder thing. I really hope you watch that. Like when you get a moment, really like look for that, you know what I'm saying, and watch that that Khalif Browder thing. No, exactly I definitely you gotta say. watch that. Yeah, exactly what you just said. That's what it was. You know what I'm saying? People who don't have it, you end up getting it. Yeah. And that's that. Like, what? what so what do you think? Like, you know, I know you married to a black woman, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, like, how do you feel about, like, black women and, um, you know, like, what's going on? Some people might say that, um, you know, we're not holding the black woman down as much as we should be, you know, the black man. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, when people you hear people say that, I'm sure you heard it before. I feel like most of the time, like, I think that that's just one, that's just one group of women. Because I know a whole bunch of other black women who, black men are kings, they are to be adored, and they have men and they have women, like, I had recently got into something with a woman about this, but she was, uh, 
she doesn't have a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, she didn't have a man. <laughs> so it was just a little different, you know what I mean? Like she said something like the black man is the biggest threat to women. And I took fully, I took full offense to that. You know what I'm saying? Because I protect mine. And anybody who knows me, I keep women around me, not my wife, like female friends. And they'll be like, no, nah, Puma's like overprotective. Other males that are around me are protective of women. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's really hard, man. It's just about yeah. teaching the young guys now. The young the young dudes don't really get it. And that's the that's the hard part because they they've grown up in environments where they haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? If you've never seen it, how do you know how to do it? Exactly. And that goes from both sides, you know what I mean? That's right. from men and women. You know what I'm saying? There's women who there's women who grew up with just them and their moms, and their mom never got into a relationship with another man in front of them. They don't know how to love a man. They never seen it. So, so what about like the situation? Like, so when it comes down mean? to that, like when they, you know, um, you know, they haven't seen these type of things, and then they seeing these visuals is going on nowadays. Where like, just a f- couple of weeks ago, it was a young man that w- went viral where he ended up um using the skateboard and launched towards the um female, you know, face. Like, did you did you yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that happened actually in Harlem, and mm-hmm. that. Now, now here, yeah, now here's the catch about that, right? The thing where I was saying earlier is about people to pay attention to what they're seeing and they're posting and what they're getting mad about, right? That video is old. The old video. Wow, I didn't know Very that. Very old. Like it's, I think because somebody said it's like, a lot of people. So that make me that, think, right? like, now, when you see stuff <laughs> like this, yeah. Now, bro, even like recently, right? My wife, she sees a video of a kid slapping a girl, black guy, slapping a black woman inside of a school. And my wife is like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with these guys nowadays? I had to stop her. I said, baby, wait. How the fuck is he able to slap that girl in school when all schools are closed? And she looked at me. She was like, this video is old. I'm like, you got to watch what people are posting. People are posting stuff to make people mad. Media. I don't like to get too deep. I don't like to get too deep about that. But... That's why I always tell people just to pay attention to what they're posting and what they're looking at. Now that's good advice. You know what you're following, especially on Twitter. Twitter is like the Twitter is like the main one. Twitter and Facebook, both of them, they're like the worst of the worst. Because people, you don't know who these accounts. You don't know who's behind them. You you have no clue. Just because you see a picture of a black person doesn't mean a black person is behind that account. Yeah, no, Some people don't be realizing that shit sometimes. Like, there's literally a whole show called Catfish when they talk about this shit. It, people still get caught by it. It's fucking amazing. Wow. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, that's that's it, like it, you. Like, I didn't know that that video was old. And like, since you brought yeah. that to my attention, it's like my antennas went immediately up. As soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah. wow. So, so you what was that there everything. for? It was for position. And it's like that's when. I, I, I was making this comment the other day. It's like, it's so ill. Black Lives Matter. You see, we started about Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And you see how powerful that was the first few weeks. That shit was powerful than a motherfucker. You just see humans together. No issues. Humans all on the same path, same war, same war path, same thought process. Then it switched really, really quick, right? It went from 
black trans black trans lives matter black yeah, men yeah. are black men are abusing black trans uh women i remember and that it was like and it left field so then all of a sudden it went back some friction mm-hmm. then all of a then all of a sudden you've seen videos of the black women and black men fighting guy throwing a girl in the garbage can all these videos just started circulating a lot the friction starts again now have you been seeing people talking about black lives matter as much as that was in the first two weeks all right yeah because yeah you're right yeah it's interesting and conquer divide and conquer divide and conquer bro it's like simple warfare like i i think that to people don't be realizing something should be so simple it'd be right in front of you but they don't see it you know what i'm saying it's like right there divide and conquer you know it worked it legit worked no for sure that's the craziest part about it so like with the cannabis you got the cannabis going on um is that like a business that's the you doing the cannabis business and uh can you tell them about that how you got involved in that well oh oh, oh, shit well one i've all like that was one of my first things i have uh i ufo and y it was like a lifestyle brand that me and my friend started you know what I mean? Like we wanted, we were smokers and we wanted to have something, you know what I mean? Something else. And then we watched the, what they called the green rush, you know what I mean? When we became legal and all of this, and now it's trying to be black, get into that industry legally and do it right. And that's not as easy as what people think. You know what I'm saying? You really got to build that shit right. And you got to no, have the sure. capital. You know what I mean? Because these people, these people, they want to see all this paperwork. They want to know how you got your money. You got to have a large amount of money. Like you think that you got it. You nah, can't use banks in the beginning, like that, correct? That after. You can't really mm-hmm. use banks in the beginning. Dude, they want to see your, they want to see your own personal, personal game. And then you can't use banks. But now they're starting to change that now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like they're they're trying to change some laws because there's too many people, bro. There's way too many people that are making way too much money, and they want to tax it. It's, you know what I mean? They they want to tax it. So, and especially in New York, that's like what I'm honestly waiting for, man. Like I'm being just patient. I know sooner or later it's gonna happen out here, and when it happens out here, gotta be a part of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. What What's the name of the brand? I-U-F-O-N-Y. Dope. Yeah. Dope, 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 right. dope. So, like, um, you know, what, what can you share with us? Like, you know, you've been doing a lot of entrepreneur stuff for a while, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, far as young entrepreneurs coming up, you know, your peers or even younger, like, what can you give them to, uh, you know, just to keep moving it, you know, going, going moving forward with that business? Well, one the first thing is manifestation. You know what I mean? I know mad people keep hearing them word, that same word over and over again. You've heard a lot of entrepreneurs say that word to you. Manifestation. You got to really truly believe in it and want it. Put it out mm-hmm. there to the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want to put it out there, throw it out there. It almost sounds crazy in its own way. You know what I'm saying? You got to uh, really believe in it. You know what I'm saying? Really, truly, truly believe in it. And then once you get what you want, get a lawyer. Remember Puma told you that. Yeah. Facts. I entertainment lawyer. 
there's a difference between a law defense lawyer, a nigga that can get you out of jail, and a nigga that can get your contracts done right. Two different niggas, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So make sure you get your lawyer right, believe in yourself, and just stay true to yourself, man. You know what I mean? That's the main thing. Oh, absolutely, man. That's some good advice right there, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let me let me ask you, like, um, I know you managed you managed one of the black ink shops, correct? Uh, well, I used to. I kind of got like, you know, little 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 pieces in it now, little points. Okay. Because they asked you, they asked you a question. I got uh, Monique Hill, salute, fam. Um, XM is the black yeah, ink coming to the west? Is it gonna go to the west? Um, man, listen, you know, it's so funny. I actually just talked to Caesar like a day ago about this. Like, I personally want to come to LA. I fucking love the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we want to make sure that we, when we do, and if we do come out there, it's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not done in a way that people who bid out there feel disrespected. We want people to, we want it to be a place for people from LA. We don't want to feel like we're New Yorkers coming to LA. We more to build a shop for people in LA. But the people, gotcha. the kid, uh, Black in Compton, they have a shop out in Compton. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, I am Compton. You know what I mean? Shout that kid out. He's definitely doing his thing out there. I think I've seen that, that. Like they had to go through the motions of um, getting the OGs involved and all that. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, they their actual shop. They they actually have a business out mm-hmm. on the West Coast. So you know, I mean, shout out to him. He's doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely support black businesses. You know what I'm talking about? No, absolutely. They say come to Oakland and San Francisco. <laughs> All right, yo, all right. So my <laughs> best friend, my best friend, one of the people that actually taught like a lot of the people like C's and shit how to tattoo, our best friend lives out there in Oakland, San Francisco. Wow. Shout out to uh, shout out to Andre Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? He's from the Bronx, but he lives out there and he has a tattoo shop. He actually just got a new space today. He's out there. So if mm. you hear the name Andre Malcolm out there in Oakland and San Francisco, support that brother. He is fucking nice too support like him yo he's amazing too he's like really 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 good you know what i mean but black black tattoo artist from the bronx that's my best friend you can tell him puma sent you you'll get the love <laughs> no that's dope i'm definitely gonna um be out that way soon and uh maybe i can get a uh interview with him of some sort yeah hey look um hey puma let me um ask you like what yo, you want to lead the people with what you want to lead the people with brother i appreciate that man um, i do I uh, leave the people with it. I want to let them know that you're beautiful, all you humans, regardless. Don't let this shit stress you out. Don't let the bullshit stress you. But make sure you pay attention to what's making you mad. Don't let social media overtake you and make you mad for no reason. Just pay attention. And uh, drink tea. Relax mm. yourself. You know what I mean? Relax. Drink some tea. Relax. You'd be surprised what a cup of tea would do. Relax. You know what I'm saying? No Pull CBD? Out. No CBD? No CBD. No <laughs> you can roll up your blunt, have that on the side. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. No, dope, man. Look, man, I really yeah. appreciate you. You know what I'm nah, saying? Blessing the platform. Again, man, oh, support man. at Ron Kind East Podcast, man. Death of the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We really yeah. appreciate Puma stepping on the platform, man. Can Thanks you just let them know, brother. just in case they didn't know where they can follow you at? Oh, yeah, man. Puma213 on uh, most social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, 
I'm usually on television once everything is back on. But if you haven't, watch the old episodes of Black King Crew. You can watch me on the episode of Ridiculousness. You can catch me on the Marriage Boot Camp season. Look back at that. Dope. You ain't got shit else to do. You in quarantine. So fuck it. Watch it. Dope, <laughs> dope, 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 yeah. dope. No, absolutely, man. So, man, salute, man. Again, man, I hopefully we can build some sort of relationship, man. I'm definitely media. And, uh, yeah, you know, you come holler at me anytime, man. Trust me, man. We will do this again. No problem. Appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Salute, fam. Salute everybody in the comments, man. I appreciate y'all, man, tuning in. If y'all ain't already, man, share this on your social media, man. Salute at Ron County East Podcast, man. That for the Cloud Chaser TV, man. Collab, like, um, go ahead and share this on all platforms. We got some things coming up towards the end of the week. So y'all stay tuned to, like, that 9 p.m. schedule. Just look at that um notification bell 